Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's when you keep your imagination, your thoughts, your meditating on the Lord day and night, that's when you have perfect peace. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. TODAY IS THE END OF MY THIRD WEEK OF TEACHING ON A BRAND NEW SUBJECT ENTITLED THE POWER OF IMAGINATION. THIS IS THE FIRST TIME I'VE TAUGHT THIS ON TELEVISION. I'VE MENTIONED IT, BUT I'VE... THIS FIRST TIME I'VE SYSTEMATICALLY TAUGHT THROUGH AND WE HAVE THIS BRAND NEW BOOK ON THE POWER OF IMAGINATION. WE ALSO HAVE CD'S AND DVD'S. AND I TELL YOU, I'VE BEEN SHARING SOME POWERFUL, POWERFUL THINGS. YOU KNOW, I'VE NEVER HEARD ANYBODY TEACH THIS EXACTLY THE WAY I'M TEACHING THIS. AND I'M SURE THAT THERE ARE PEOPLE WHO HAVE DONE IT. THERE ARE PEOPLE WHO I'M SURE TEACH IT, MAYBE USING A LITTLE DIFFERENT TERMINOLOGY THAN I DO. I I KNOW IT'S NOT UNIQUE TO ME, BUT I'M JUST SAYING THAT THIS IS RARE. IT'S SOMETHING THAT I HAVEN'T HEARD ANYBODY ELSE TEACH ON. AND TO ME, THIS IS A SECRET. THIS IS A KEY TO RECEIVING THINGS. I'VE TAUGHT THAT YOU'RE... IMAGINATION IS ACTUALLY YOUR SPIRITUAL WOMB. IT'S WHERE YOU CONCEIVE THINGS. THAT'S FROM THE HEBREW WORD, Y-E-T-S-E-R, THAT WAS LITERALLY TRANSLATED IMAGINATION A NUMBER OF TIMES IN SCRIPTURES. AND IF YOU LOOK THAT UP IN THE STRONG'S CONCORDANCE, IT MEANS LITERALLY CONCEPTION. YOUR IMAGINATION IS WHERE YOU CONCEIVE THINGS. AND THE REASON MANY PEOPLE AREN'T GIVING BIRTH TO THE MIRACLES AND THE ANSWERS TO PRAYER THAT THEY'RE PRAYING FOR IS BECAUSE YOU HAVEN'T CONCEIVED IT. YOU'RE JUST PRAYING, WISHING AND HOPING AND PRAYING, BUT YOU AREN'T CONCEIVING THESE MIRACLES. AND THEN ALSO I SHARE THAT YOUR IMAGINATION IS HOW YOU MEDITATE IN THE WORD. AND I USE THAT FROM PSALMS 1-2 AND PSALMS 2-1 AND COMPARED THOSE... THAT ONE HEBREW WORD WAS TRANSLATED MEDITATE IN PSALMS 1-2 AND TRANSLATED IMAGINATION IN PSALMS 2-1. AND SO TO MEDITATE, YOU HAVE TO IMAGINE. YOUR IMAGINATION IS YOUR ABILITY TO FORM A PICTURE, A MENTAL OR A HEART IMAGINATION, A PICTURE OF SOMETHING THAT YOU CAN'T SEE WITH YOUR EYES AND THAT YOU CAN'T TOUCH WITH YOUR HANDS. IT'S SOMETHING THAT'S IN THE UNSEEN REALM. THAT'S YOUR IMAGINATION. AND THAT'S WHERE YOU CONCEIVE THINGS. THAT'S HOW YOU MEDITATE. AND IT'S ALSO EVIDENCE TO YOU OF of THE UNSEEN REALM. THE APOSTLE PAUL SAID THAT HE WAS LOOKING AT THINGS THAT COULD NOT BE SEEN, 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 18. AND THEN WE WERE TEACHING ALL OF THIS WEEK THAT YOUR IMAGINATION IS WHAT... or, OR LET ME SAY THAT YOUR POSITIVE IMAGINATION IS WHAT THE BIBLE CALLS HOPE. HOPE, ACCORDING TO ROMANS CHAPTER 8, VERSE 24, IS SEEING THINGS THAT CANNOT BE SEEN, WHICH IS A DEFINITION OF YOUR IMAGINATION. SO I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT HOW THAT HOPE IS WHAT ACTIVATES FAITH. IT'S LIKE A THERMOSTAT, THAT YOU TURN THE THERMOSTAT. THAT DOESN'T PRODUCE THE AIR CONDITIONING OR THE HEATING, BUT THE THERMOSTAT WILL CONTROL THE POWER UNIT THAT WILL PRODUCE THE AIR CONDITIONING OR THE HEATING. AND YOUR HOPE IS LIKE THAT. HOPE IS LIKE THE THERMOSTAT FOR FAITH. IT SAYS IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 11, VERSE 1, NOW FAITH IS THE SUBSTANCE OF THINGS HOPED FOR. NO HOPE, NO FAITH. YOU DON'T HAVE A FAITH PROBLEM. WHAT YOU'VE GOT IS A HOPE PROBLEM. YOU AREN'T USING HOPE. 
The sad fact is most people let their imagination go vain, negative, and you see negative things. You see yourself failing. You see yourself sick. You see yourself poor, and that diminishes and limits your faith. It turns your faith off. But when you get a positive imagination, which is what the Bible calls hope, then faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In verse 2, it says, For by it, faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. You know, if you were listening to this three weeks ago when I first started this teaching, I used Psalms 103, verse 14, and it says, He knows our frame. He remembers that we are but dust. And that word frame there is the exact same word that was translated imagination a number of times in the Scriptures. So look at this. It says in Hebrews 11:3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. In other words, framed, you know, if you frame a house, you put up structure. It's talking about how you build something. God framed this world by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Here's what I want to say through this, is that you know that the Scripture says in Genesis chapter 1, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him them. Male and female created he them. God created us in his image. That isn't talking about that God has a physical body like us. It says in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. When it says that we are made in His image, there's probably multiple things that I could say about that, but one of the things I want to point out is that I believe that God imagined all of creation before He actually spoke it into existence. This is one of the things that makes us in God's image. We have an imagination. And as far as I understand, I don't think that animals have the imagination. You know, it's not just the physical difference between our bodies, but it's this internal part, and we were created in His image. We have this ability to imagine that I believe God has that ability. You know, it says that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I believe that God thought creation through. You know, I've thought about this a lot. You look out your window, you look outside, and it looks like that, you know, there's nothing in between you and maybe the tree out there. Or if I look out my view, I've got Pikes Peak there. I've got this beautiful mountain and stuff, and it looks like there's nothing in between. But we know that air exists, and air is made up of oxygen and nitrogen and all of these things, and that's the reason that a plane can fly. A, a plane isn't floating through just void space. There is air there. We can't see it, but it's there, and that's what enables that plane to fly, is God thought through all of that. He made all of this oxygen and all of these things that are in the atmosphere, invisible to us, but they are there, and so that birds could fly, so that planes could fly, so that we could breathe. He made it. He thought it through that plants 
AND TREES WILL TAKE THE CARBON DIOXIDE THAT WE EXHALE AND THAT MEN PUT OUT WITH CARBON EMISSIONS AND STUFF, AND THEY TAKE THAT AND THEY CONVERT IT AND REPRODUCE AND PUT BACK INTO THE ATMOSPHERE OXYGEN. GOD THOUGHT THROUGH ALL OF THESE THINGS. YOU KNOW, I HAVE NO WAY OF KNOWING HOW LONG IT TOOK GOD TO IMAGINE CREATION AND IMAGINE EVERYTHING THAT WE WERE GOING TO NEED BUT I BELIEVE THAT HE THOUGHT THIS THROUGH. NOW, BECAUSE HE'S GOD, MAYBE HE COULD DO IT SUPER QUICKLY, BUT I WOULDN'T BE SURPRISED IF THE LORD DIDN'T SPEND EONS OF TIME IMAGINING AND POSITIONING THE EARTH AT JUST THE PERFECT DISTANCE FROM THE SUN AND MAKE IT ORBIT AND THEN TILT THE EARTH SO THAT THERE WERE SEASONS. AND HE THOUGHT THROUGH EVERY SINGLE ONE OF THESE THINGS. HE THOUGHT ABOUT EVERYTHING THAT WE WOULD NEED AS FAR AS THE MINERALS ABOUT ALL OF THE VEGETABLES, ALL OF THE, uh, the FRUITS AND EVERYTHING. HE THOUGHT OF EVERYTHING THROUGH. THIS IS ONE REASON THAT I DON'T SUBSCRIBE TO THIS FRAGILE EARTH uh, CONCEPT THAT MOST PEOPLE HAVE, THAT THE EARTH IS FRAGILE AND THAT MEN ARE DESTROYING IT AND THINGS LIKE THIS. NOW, I'M, I'm AWARE THAT WE CAN SIT THERE AND, YOU KNOW, POLLUTE uh, RIVERS AND STREAMS AND YOU CAN PUT PETROLEUM PRODUCTS IN THE GROUND AND IT WILL KEEP IT FROM PRODUCING. AND I DON'T THINK THAT WE OUGHT TO TRASH THE EARTH. I DON'T THINK uh, ANYBODY BELIEVES THAT. BUT I ALSO DON'T BELIEVE THAT THE EARTH IS FRAGILE. I THINK THAT GOD THOUGHT THROUGH. GOD IMAGINED EVERYTHING THAT MEN WOULD EVER NEED, EVERYTHING THAT MEN COULD EVER DO, AND HE BUILT ALL OF THIS UNIVERSE, AND HE HAS TOLD US IN HIS WORD HOW IT'S GOING TO BE DESTROYED. IT'S GOING TO BE DESTROYED BY HIM WITH THE FERVENT HEAT. IT'S NOT GOING TO BE SOME KIND OF AN ATOMIC BLAST IN SOME WAR THAT WE HAVE AND THINGS LIKE THAT. GOD IS IN CONTROL OF ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND I BELIEVE THAT HE THOUGHT THROUGH ALL OF THIS STUFF. YOU KNOW, I REMEMBER BACK IN THE 60s WHEN THEY USED TO TALK ABOUT HOW THAT THE STREAMS AND THE RIVERS WERE BEING POLLUTED and BEFORE WE HAD THE ENVIRONMENTAL PROTECTION AGENCY AND THEY BEGAN TO START PUTTING LIMITS ON THINGS. AND THERE WAS POLLUTION, AND I DON'T THINK THAT THAT'S GOOD. I, WE OUGHT TO KEEP OUR WATER CLEAN. WE OUGHT TO KEEP OUR LAND CLEAN. WE OUGHT TO KEEP OUR AIR CLEAN. SO I AGREE WITH ALL OF THOSE THINGS. BUT THEY WERE SAYING THAT THESE THINGS THAT HAPPENED, IT WOULD TAKE GENERATIONS, HUNDREDS AND HUNDREDS OF YEARS FOR THE LAKES AND THE RIVERS AND THE LAND TO RECOVER. AND WHEN THEY QUIT DUMPING SOME OF THE POLLUTANTS IN THERE, IT HAPPENED A HUNDRED TIMES QUICKER THAN WHAT THEY WERE PREDICTING. I MEAN, BACK WHEN I WAS IN SCHOOL AND STUFF, THEY WERE PREDICTING ALL OF THESE DIRE CONSEQUENCES, AND IT DIDN'T HAPPEN THAT WAY. THE RIVERS AND THE LAKES, GOD BUILT IN TO THIS CREATION THE ABILITY TO, to uh, REPAIR ITSELF, TO CREATE, re REPRODUCE, AND DO ALL OF THESE THINGS. SO ANYWAY, MY POINT IN SAYING ALL OF THIS IS THAT GOD THOUGHT THROUGH HOW MANY PEOPLE WERE GOING TO BE ON THIS EARTH, AND HE'S PROVIDED EVERYTHING THAT WE NEED. God, NONE OF THIS HAS TAKEN GOD BY SURPRISE. AND THESE PEOPLE THAT ARE BELIEVING THAT, MAN, WE ARE JUST DESTROYING THE EARTH, AND THEY'RE SAYING THAT WE'VE GOT 12 YEARS AND MANKIND IS GOING TO CEASE TO EXIST. I WON'T MENTION NAMES, BUT THERE'S SOME POLITICIANS THAT HAVE ACTUALLY SAID THINGS LIKE THAT, THAT WITHIN 12 YEARS, YOU KNOW, LIFE IS NOT GOING TO BE SUSTAINABLE ON THIS PLANET. THOSE ARE PEOPLE THAT DON'T BELIEVE IN GOD. THOSE ARE PEOPLE THAT DON'T BELIEVE THAT GOD THOUGHT THINGS THROUGH. GOD IN HIS IMAGINATION CREATED THE HEAVENS AND THE EARTH. HE PUT ALL OF THE STARS AND THE PLANETS AND THE SUN AND EVERYTHING IN A CERTAIN 
position. He thought through every single detail. He thought through life, everything that we would need. That was his imagination. Before it existed, God imagined everything down to the last detail. And I believe that that's one of the things that makes us in His image. When it says that we were created in His image, we have this ability to imagine. That's where we conceive our miracles. That's where all of these things come from. And we are being godlike when we take the Word of God and we study it, we meditate on it, and in our imagination we conceive these promises that He's given us, and we start seeing things come to pass. Man, that's powerful. Your imagination is a God-given thing that makes you in the, in the category of, of being like God in His image. And sad to say, most of us aren't using our imagination positively. We're using it negatively. We're letting the devil paint a negative picture on the inside of us. You know, I've done this whole teaching for three weeks now, and I've been talking about the positive use of your imagination. But somebody might say, well, I just don't use my imagination. That's not true. You use it every second of every day. You are either using it in a positive way that is called hope, and then your faith is bringing that to pass, or you've got vain imaginations. Let me use this passage out of Ephesians chapter 4. I think I've mentioned this before, but I spent an entire year studying Ephesians chapter 4, and it just revolutionized my life. And he says in verse 17, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. The word vanity here, if you look it up, in the Strong's Concordance. It means the inutility and transientness. In other words, inutility just means you aren't utilizing what you've got. You aren't using your brain. You're just being mesmerized. You're sitting there and letting other things entertain you. I tell you, this is a crisis in our society today with our cell phones and with our iPads and all of the things we now... I, I go into uh, restaurants. I go into airports, and I can look around and see every single person in there just constantly being fed something, looking up the latest news, seeing what, you know, somebody else has to say. And they aren't sitting there and using their imagination for anything. They are just being fed all of this information, and most of it's junk. That's not utilizing your mind. And then the transientness means that you aren't focused on something. You know, when I was a kid, we used to call homeless people transients. And what that meant was they didn't have a fixed dwelling place. They would live under a bridge one day and out on the street the next. They just didn't have a certain dwelling place. They were transients. And when it talks about the inutility and the transientness of your mind, it's saying that your mind isn't focused. You aren't stayed upon anything. You are just flitting from place to place. I tell you what, that is a recipe for disaster. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, this one thing I do. One of the great secrets to the Apostle Paul and the reason he turned the world right side up and that here we are 2,000 years later talking about the Apostle Paul is because he did one thing. 
His life was focused. If you take light and if you diffuse it, well, then it doesn't have any power, but you focus it. You put a little beam of light into a concentrated form and it becomes a laser and it can cut through metal because it's focused. One of the keys is being focused. This one thing I do. So, so don't be like the Gentiles who aren't utilizing their mind, who aren't focused on the things of God. And then in verse 18, it says, having the understanding darkened. Did you know that the Greek word that was translated understanding right here is the Greek word dianoia, and it was also translated imagination in Luke chapter 1, verse 51, where it says that God was going to scatter the proud in the imagination of their heart. And so when it's talking about having their understanding darkened, it's talking about having this imagination darkened. In other words, instead of it being hope, a positive imagination and being used as vision so that you can accomplish things, instead, they are just seeing, they have a darkened imagination. It's still working, but it's just working against them instead of for them. And look what happens when that happens. It says being alienated from the life of God. When your imagination begins to start working against you instead of for you, instead of hope, you are seeing, you're worried, you're fearful, you're in distress, you're depressed. All of that is a negative imagination. And when that happens, you are alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. All of this is talking about your imagination, that your imagination is painting these negative pictures. And I tell you, I, I pray with so many people, and this is, this is a major, major problem. There are people that have come to me, and they are just, they are locked in to a negative view of life and what they can do and where they're going. I pray with a lot of people for healing, and a lot of people have let the doctors and their research about their sickness and disease paint a negative picture on the inside, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. There are people watching this program right now that if you would be honest, if I was to ask you, what do you see in your future? Most people aren't seeing success. Most people are seeing failure or they're, seeing, they're fearful that it's going to be failure. And what that is is a negative imagination. And, and it alienates you from the life of God through the blindness of your heart, through the ignorance that is in you. I'm telling you, this area of your imagination is something that you cannot just bypass. You can't skip over it. I know that there's some of you thinking, well, I just don't, I'm not into this imagination stuff. No, you use your imagination constantly. It's either working for you as hope, which activates faith and then brings physical evidence of things hoped for, or you're operating in worry and fear, depression, discouragement, things like this, and that's a negative imagination, and it also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The way you see yourself, the way you imagine yourself and your situation to be is the way it's going to be. That's tight, but it's right. And I know that, again, there's... I've said some of these things before, 
But there's a lot of people today that have taken on the attitude of this world to where you are blaming everybody else. You don't understand. I was abused when I was a child. It's the color of my skin. I don't have enough money. I don't have an education. It's because this person did this to me that I'm like this. We've become masters at blaming other people for the failures and the problems in our life. And it gives short-term benefit in the fact that it makes you feel better. You don't feel condemned and you don't feel guilty. But long-term, it makes you the victim instead of the victor. You cannot be a victim and a victor at the same time. You've got to quit empowering other people and saying, it's because of the color of my skin, it's because of this and that and that, that I can't do this. You need to find your true identity in Christ. You need to let the Word of God paint a picture on the inside of you of who you are and what you can do. And you need to focus on it like a laser. You need to become laser focused and and uh, let that just become your new identity. And once you see yourself succeeding, not through vanity, not through fantasy, you just you picking your own thing, but because you've been seeking God and God has given you promises, and those promises have painted a picture on the inside of you. Once you see that on the inside, it is just a matter of time until you see it on the outside. You know, I've used myself as an example. It's not because I'm trying to, um, you know, pat myself on the back or, or think I'm the greatest example of things, but I know more about what God has done for me than I know about anybody else. And, you know, we are building a Bible college campus in Woodland Park, Colorado, and we have seen God supply supernatural things, these buildings, debt-free. And I mean, it is phenomenal. It's the greatest manifestation of provision that I'm aware of. I'm sure that there's probably other people that have seen a greater provision, but it's the greatest manifestation I'm aware of, and I'm telling you, the way that it happened was I took the promises of God. I prayed about it. I let God show me, and I saw these things. And if you've missed this uh, example of the, what we call the Little Star video, it's under the history of Andrew Womack Ministries. If you'd go to our website and look it up, there was actually a man who owned this property and dedicated this property to God and saw a vision of buildings with glass from floor to ceiling so that people could learn about the Word at the same time they were uh, looking at the mountains. And without me knowing any of those things, I built the exact buildings that he saw. You know why? Because God painted that picture on the inside of me. God showed that picture to Gilbert Jackson many years before, but then I saw it. And because of it's a great confirmation that this wasn't something I just came up with. This was God's vision, and He placed it in my heart, and it's still happening today. The same thing can work for you. I'm out of time today, but I've got this new book entitled The Power of Imagination. It would bless you, and I've also got CDs and DVDs on this subject. If you'll listen to our announcer, he'll give you all that information about how you can receive this product. And then please call or write today. Learn how to put your imagination to work for you when you get Andrew's brand new book titled, The Power of Imagination. This book is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. 
This new series on the power of imagination is also available as a CD or DVD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. These valuable resources are also available in the Power of Imagination package. This package includes Andrew's brand new book, as well as your choice of the CD or the As Seen on TV DVD album. The Power of Imagination package has a catalog value of $50, but you can get it today for a gift of only $35. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, we've got a lot of things going on. And the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall, and I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people. For other people, it's not a problem. But you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club, and you can contact us. We have the number on your screen. Let somebody know about it because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly, and thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net or calling our helpline at 719-635-1111. To me, I mean, to partner with Andrew Womack Ministries is just getting these truths out there. You want to put your money and your resources and your effort where other people of like mind want to put theirs. If it can change other people's lives, like it's changed my life, then I would be just selfish to not give back and to, and to share this to the rest of the world. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. 
We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing and you're going around the world too and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you and uh, we love you and every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're gonna share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a partner, you can become a Grace Partner today by calling our helpline or going to awmi.net.